0: along My hair is woolly My back is strong Strong enough to take the pain Inflicted again and again What do they call me? My name is Aunt Sarah My name is Aunt Sarah Aunt Sarah My skin is yellow My hair is long Belong. My father was rich and white. He forced my mother late one night. What do they call me? My name is Safronia. My skin is tan. My hips invite you My mouth like wine Whose little girl am I Anyone who has money to buy What do they call me Sweet thing, my name is Sweet thing. My skin is brown, my manner is tough.
1: Our daughter to an all-white school right uh-huh. she made a post about her daughter coming home telling her she doesn't want nappy hair anymore she doesn't want to be black anymore she doesn't you know have blue eyes and blonde hair and y'all know me my initial thought was fuck them raggedy ass kids you know <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> for real but then i had to you know think how deeply rooted this shit is for our babies growing up and where these thoughts originated from
2: yeah you know that reminds me of that baby dial study that was done back in the 40s um it was two black psychologists, they were married, Um, Kenneth and Mamie Clark. They took three to seven-year-old black children and they gave them white and black dolls to play with. It was the same type of dolls, obviously, but just different skin tones. And then they analyzed the babies. They made note of like their preferences and just the positive and negative ideas that they associated with the different dolls. Now, when you have a healthy identity, like you're going to automatically be drawn to your reflection in like a favorable manner, you know? But these black babies, it was overwhelming that they saw black Dows as being undesirable. So they were saying things like, oh, these dolls are mean, they're ugly, and they just didn't want to play with them. Just the gravity of a five-year-old black child not being able to recognize beauty due to just a small variation in skin tone shows how mentally fucked up we are.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, man. I study alone is why I make sure, you know, I tell my kids how beautiful they are, you know, and you show them to. other images of, you know, different black people and have these talks about society and their views on black folks. You know, I only buy Ray Lane black dolls and also make it known to people who like to buy her things too. You know what I'm saying? Like I would lose my mind if baby chose a white doll over a black doll because I know the effects of this shit.
2: Yeah, it's important. You know, I didn't really realize just how deep the effects were until I watched that one Malcolm X speech on YouTube and he asked the crowd, who taught you to hate yourself? you know, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I must've watched that shit a million fucking times before I even could fathom the profoundness of that question. Like I could easily say like, my parents told me to love myself, you know? And even though it's true, it's like an empty and isolated response. It doesn't even attempt to address the who that's in question. So yeah, these babies that picked those white baby dolls, they may have been taught that their black was beautiful by their parents, we don't know that. But what we do know is that there is a problem that's much deeper than the validation that our loved ones can provide for us. So we need to ask ourselves, like who and what has defined our beauty? for a very, very long time, like our blackness has been the source of our pain and anguish. And this is not just an American issue. These are worldwide Eurocentric ideologies that have been universally accepted by society and taught generation after generation by different groups of people, including our own African people. And even though it's being confronted more and more these days, this deep-seated hatred is still being inherited and passed down.
3: Yeah, I agree. In my own personal experiences, I've had instances where I would show pictures of my of my brothers who are mm-hmm. biracial, you know, really light-skinned with straight hair and the other ones have curly hair and people's reactions will always be like, you know, this gasp, like they're in complete awe of how, you know, yeah. quote-unquote beautiful they are. It's like, oh my goodness, oh my God, how cute are they? But then yeah. they saw pictures of Sahara, you know, my baby whose skin is as dark as night and to me as beautiful as the blazing sun, there was almost a silence, like that awkward awe, mm-hmm. you know, as if mm. to feel sorry or something, you know. And yeah. it reminded me in high school of an associate of mine who said, I'm so glad I'm not dark skinned. Because <laughs> I mean, wow. being dark skinned is like the worst thing you can ever be, you know, so. Yeah. It's definitely embedded in people that darkness is a curse. My biological dad is of mixed race, he's biracial. And part of him not being in my life is because I'm dark complected. And that's a true story, like, he told my mother that he, you know, that I couldn't, I couldn't possibly be his because I was too dark, you know, whatever that means. So he raised his other five children because they're light-skinned, you know, with curly hair. You know, luckily for me, it never affected how I view myself like I never wanted to be light-skinned because of it you know I never had an issue with being chocolate as fuck or having this thick wooly hair it's never been (laughs) a problem for me
2: Yeah, your hair is beautiful, but no, just (laughs) like you, I've never seen my color as an issue either, but it's true. Many darker people do have quarrels with their skin tone because of experiences just like yours. Mm -hmm. To be honest, my little sister has the same situation happening right now with one of her best friends in high school, and she's trying to figure out, and she's light-skinned, but she's trying to figure out if she wants to be friends you know with her anymore because she gets offended by that thing you know some of us and I'm talking about like even adults have become so disconnected from actuality that we begin to legitimize self-hatred and we call it a preference
3: yeah a preference that's you know and it's not a hard concept to grasp you know quote-unquote preferring people because of the hue of their skin is you know downright colorism. So either you like somebody because of the content of their character, because of who they are, or it's because you're a lost, color-struck individual. There's a difference between liking someone because they're tall versus liking someone because of their, you know, the pigmentation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a pathology in itself that needs to be treated. Features are what make people good-looking or not, as subjective as that may be. The bottom line is being light or white isn't a potion that magically grants beauty.
2: Yeah, but our society pushes that. Mm -hmm. So we really like have to take a step back and dissect these surface level ideas in order to pinpoint how they were conceived in order to make a sincere effort, like a sincere effort at tackling our condition. You know, colorism has been an unfortunately successful attempt at reinforcing racist viewpoints by placing gross bias on a person's physical attributes as it relates to their skin tone. You know, it reinforces this notion that our physical features correlate with our mentality our social status and humanity and these beliefs are perverted they're demeaning as fuck inaccurate and it's really threatening to our legacy and sanity
1: hell yeah you know so white is superior and dark relates to being inferior you know and every damn where you turn the tv on you see these stereotypes being plastered about black folks every fucking where
3: yeah exactly and the media is such a powerful tool you know and it's Specifically important for black children to see black prominent figures on television or anywhere else in social media for that matter. You know, because for me, it's always been an unsettling feeling to see little black girls idolize, you know, Snow White or Belle or, you know, Princess Ariel, all these white princesses, you know. So finally, when Princess Tiana came, I'm like, you know, thank goodness. And it reminded me of, you know, Snoop Dogg's daughter who happens to be, you know, his only dark-skinned child, you know, who Mm -hmm. really hated her skin at one point, who thought that she was ugly because of it. And then one day she just came out and said, you know what, I'm beautiful, I love my dark skin, and, you know, I'm just happy to be in my skin. And that was just, like, monumental. And it's so important for little black girls to see that, you know. Yes, she's, you know, she's relatively young, but she's still an adult woman. So I want little black girls to see that and see a woman say, you know what, I'm happy being dark-skinned. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah,
2: that's real beautiful.
3: This is why the Black Panther movie was so monumental and so significant because it serves as a reconditioning tool. It does something great to the psyche of a black child, you know, to see black people represented in such a positive light. The movie was itself a metaphor for racial pride. And the underlying message, not even underlying, probably in the surface, was that pride. as black as you are, that too is greatness. So it's no coincidence that the media tries to portray ancient Egyptians as whites. You know, it's not an accident that whites want to claim that greatness as their own because they know it's a symbol of black legacy of ingenuity. You know, it fits their, you know, I hate to use this word, quote unquote, agenda to always portray whites as the superior race.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, man. It definitely reinforces an identity crisis in people. You know, take women, for example. White is always more pleasant and desirable. You know what I'm saying? And black is too masculine for women and it automatically equates to women as being angry and violent. And this isn't just white folks labeling us. You know what I'm saying? It's us projecting these shallow ass ideas onto our own people. We've been taught to hate everything about ourselves for so fucking long that, you know, we don't even realize how much someone else's fucked up ideas have clouded our judgments. Like we look in the mirror and we start changing our hair, you know what I'm saying? So it looks the way society has told us to in order to be polished. Like we, we can only have straight long hair, not an afro. We get in public spaces and we feel like we have to speak a certain type of way proper english only you better not have a bit of slang in your vocabulary bruh true. you know i mean the list fucking goes on but these are the type of things that we deal with and it follows us all of our lives
2: i mean it does like these generalizations influence the way we operate on a daily basis and a lot of us don't even realize some of the shit that we do because it's, it's almost like ingrained in us you know we're like robots you know, we're prisoners of our own mind and body. And a lot of us are fearful of being extraordinary. And that's like a result of this internalized hate and just feeling inadequate. You know, there's always a lot of critiques surrounding black excellence because black people habitually base the shit on white standards. That type of shit points out how inadequate you feel about yourself. Like, hmm. you don't even see quality in your own reflection and people who look like you. So you disregard black works and start to devalue your people because they're not getting Oscars or Nobel Peace Prizes and right. uh, fucking Purple Hearts. So you're you begging for white inclusion by watering down your blackness and demeaning yourself or allowing them to insult you. Like, that too is your harbored hate because Now, at this point, self-preservation and integrity, that's no longer a concern of yours. Like, you're doing whatever it takes to get that pat on the head. So as soon as motherfuckers start throwing, like, quote-unquote ghetto, loud, flamboyant people under the bus, you know, by reiterating these false assumptions on their character just because of the way that they express themselves, you might as well fucking grab the Clorox bleach, you know, because you just reek of, like, self-loathing. And it's not always easy to address these things with people who aren't fully aware or don't even give a fuck about their history. Like these types of people are quick to dispute this shit because the lens in which they view the world is distorted. But make no mistake, like color lines do exist and we did not create them, but it is our job to erase them. So we can't do that until we acknowledge our participation in colorism
1: man, hell yeah we have to erase them. And we cannot do that shit by bleaching our skin though. You know, which is so common within color folk all around the damn world. Some of us has gone great lengths to not be dark complexion by putting harmful chemicals on our skin. This is how deeply we internalize this shit. It shows how much we hate ourselves and just how far we'll go to be accepted in this bullshit-ass society. That's true. Facts.
3: And so, you know, so interesting. You know, I've, I've even made a post about that, about like Women such as myself and you, Candace, being dark skin, who like, you know, use filters to make themselves look lighter skin. Like, it may yeah. look like nothing, but it's, you know, it's definitely an effect of, you know, all this shit with um, dark skin being like the worst thing you could ever be. And black people have been brainwashed with those ideas for sure. The skin bleaching epidemic all throughout Africa and the Caribbean are definitely lasting effects of slavery. You know, I have a friend who's dark brown skin you know, my complexion, gorgeous, you know, a, a gorgeous yeah. man, and I won't say his name, but I've told him, like, why are you bleaching your skin? Every time I see him, like, you know, disappointed to the core, because I'm like, like, you you look really good, and I'm not saying that because you're my friend, like, you really do look good, right. you know, and, but, you know, being a, being Jamaican and being in Jamaica, like, it's, the lighter you are, the better chance that you have of being like, lighter you are the, bang, the better chances you have of being in a, in a relationship and it's sickening
2: that's crazy you know i remember when we came me and tiff was on our way to your house and i was telling you about the jamaican guy at the beauty supply store mm-hmm. you oh you was saying yes. like damn like he's he bleached so bad his knuckles was darker yes. than me and his skin, to the knuckles, <laughs> his skin was just always his skin was so light but no that's facts though
1: yeah hell yeah for real and you know it's so crazy too that even folks who have you know reported that they have bleached their skin they speak about the differences in how they were being treated and it's more so by their black family members than it is white folks like the shit is sad as hell
2: yeah we do it to ourselves
3: it it definitely like you know it's you know it's a mental issue and Mm -hmm. I can't stress that enough you know and that's why it's so important not to call children you know dark brown children you know names like darkie or blackie. Or tar baby or yeah. say things like, you know, you're too dark, or don't get out in that sun, you're gonna get too dark, or uh, you know, you're not that dark. You know, things like that, like, you, you know, how is the lot. level of darkness measured? How do you measure too dark? You know what I'm saying? Right. And we say these things lightly, you know, but but we know what messages are being sent out. We don't know how, you know, the little brains are receiving it. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being aware of these things reduces that idiocy.
1: We have to start understanding what's happening here, you know, and being super conscious of the shit that we say and do to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to pick up that mirror of self-reflection, which that shit sometimes can be an ugly ass place. Like I'm gonna keep it real, but it's vital as hell for our growth, man.
2: Yeah, and confronting these issues head on—you know, boycotting all things that are counterproductive to our growth, calling out our peers, family, checking ourselves—shit—in those moments of projecting our insecurity are the ways that we can change this and redefine our blackness. You ain't nothing but
0: a hound. You ain't nothing but a hound girl. Crying when you said goodbye Ain't that a shame? You made me cry when you said goodbye Ain't that a
2: shame? We don't take intellectual property serious enough. Like I even found myself freely giving away my ideas and concepts, and I stopped that shit once I realized just how rare original thoughts have become. But Historically, white people have broken the fucking mold when it comes to stealing other people's shit. I mean, they have no limit when it comes to intellectual property, customs, traditions, artifacts. Hell, the motherfuckers even stole whole people. So we already know, like, they're the original thieves. Minorities have always been exploited and objectified. It's just fucked up how often we abandon the things that we create after it's been stolen and rebranded by other people. And the crazy part is that there are a lot of instances where we just don't even realize that the shit was ours to begin with. And that's problematic. You know, slavery stripped us of our rightful identity. And now it's gotten to the point that us American black people don't even have anything exclusive or sacred to the culture that we created for ourselves.
1: Man, yes. Like, I think Paul Mooney said that shit the best. He said the only things white folks invented was the patent office. And the motherfuckers took all our ideas and put their names on it. Yeah. You know, they use these systems for niggas to think that just because a white person is doing it. So it somehow automatically means it's legit or better than when Kenyatta did it.
2: Yeah. You know, it reinforces the validity of the idea that they love everything about us, but us. And white society continues to flex their privilege and power by running off to mock and mimic our image. You know, it doesn't matter to them how substantial or insignificant the shit is.
3: It's a problem. I've had so many arguments with people about that, about like, oh,
2: you know, I get sick of it.
3: Yeah. Like people being excited when whites emulate us, you know, like it's never been a secret that they love our culture. It's never been a secret, but that's all that they love, the culture, not the people. And that's it.
2: Mm-hmm. Because right. even
3: cornrows are not something new or quote-unquote innovative when a white girl has cornrows on her hair. Yeah, it's high like... High fashion. Have you not seen pictures of mummies with cornrows? Like, right. how is this new? You know? So, like, they literally tried to rename the shit that we've created, like um, Bantu Knots, and oh, yeah. call it, you know, give it a little quirky white name and try to repackage it and shit. And Presented to us as something, you know, as some new invention. And we dance in excitement. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not our shit.
2: Yeah, that shit pisses right. me off. It's like, while we're heavily discriminated against, they're celebrated for their blackface.
3: Right. And you you even see the same thing, where, you know, with locks. You know, we have to cut our shit because, you know, for some reason, it's not presentable. And, you know, like Tiffany mentioned earlier, like, it's black people saying that shit to you, like, you ain't nobody going to hire you with that shit on your head, you know, but mm. the maddest strands of dog hair is somehow, you know, <laughs> old couture or avant-garde is edgy, you know, because it's a, you know, a white boy, a white, a white girl has it. And black people applaud that shit, but let Shaquaza wear, or, uh, uh, you know, wear a, 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 a blonde weave. Oh my goodness. Oh, she yeah. wants to be white. She hates mm. herself. Mm. Neglect thing. Okay. The fact that black women go from natural to a blonde wig to a red wig or an afro to straight hair in a matter of weeks. It's our innate need to be versatile. Blonde hair, red hair, straight hair is not something that's exclusive to white folks. If you've never seen a black person with blonde hair, their natural blonde hair, you need to, you know, you need to get out more often. You have to, yeah, yeah, you have to keep that stuff in your mind before you spew that nonsense about black people wearing blonde hair wanting to be white. It's not the case.
2: No. I mean, and the shit is deeper than just fucking... Uh, changing your hair. That's why I was so glad with my best friend. He has dreadlocks down to his ass. I was so glad that he never cut them shits. And mm-hmm. he worked with all white people at the right. university as a track coach. You right. know what I'm saying? So he stands out like a fucking sore thumb. But just talking about dreads, just the fact, like a year ago, the 11th Circuit Court had a fucking, the fucking audacity to rule that jobs can lawfully ban and discriminate people, which pretty much black people wearing dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. That shows how conniving and deceitful they are. So like I said, it's not just a trivial fucking thing we're talking about. This shit is deep. It's costing people fucking jobs. So no, we're not the ones out here that's trying to be white for the thrill. You know, a lot of us are assimilating as a means to sustain ourselves.
1: Hell yeah, man. And that goes back, you know, to the whole conversation in Deep Throat that we just had. We have to stop saying shit, you know, without understanding the core issues. We've been looking at these folks like everything they do is fucking right. Even when they try to be us, yet when we are just being us, it's a fucking problem within our own people.
2: Yeah, and, you know, that's why I need niggas to, like, make up their mind about cultural appropriation. Like, my mind is made up. I get it. But I hear and feel our people when we are mad and offended. But too many times I see you niggas throwing these fake-ass barbecues just to invite the motherfuckers you low-key complain about. What is up with that? (laughs)
1: Dog, I swear to God, as <laughs> like, soon as Becky your time quote unquote, do some shit for the culture, we are quick to pass out a fucking invite, you know. But the same shit we've been doing forever, though. But cousin yeah. Pookie can't even come to the motherfucking barbecue, but Tom can. Like, man, I should get it old as hell. Come I over, swear. Brady. Yes, like. <laughs> For real. And that motherfucking cash me outside, girl, whatever the fuck her name is. Like, that bitch grind my gears. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I almost fucking lost it whenever I saw that black girl. It was on Facebook. And she was crying when they came to her school and shit for the excitement of seeing her white ass. Like, I wanted yeah. to fight that kid mom, dog. <laughs> <Her mother, her laughs>
3: I like, we just failed. really... Her mother fell miserably at
1: raising her. her Every
2: step of the way, I I swear to God.
1: (laughs) I mean, she act like she saw somebody just like worth seeing and shit. Like we out here just giving these motherfuckers a culture and they capitalizing off that shit, y'all.
2: That's true, they are. Look at that white-ass rapper Takashi 69 and his entourage of dick riding jigaboos. You know, these niggas let this fool say nigga in their face, disrespect them, and profit off their culture. And they don't mind because they just want to be servants to this fool.
1: Hell yeah, because every fucking body want to be black until it's time to be black. You know what I'm saying? And I'm tired of us yelling white folks trying to appreciate black culture when in fact they're fucking not. You know, they're doing more harm than good. Cool, you have a white friend that's been around all y'all black asses for all y'all lives. whoop the fucking do Still not their culture, still will never be. You know right. what I'm saying? So while we are, you know, we keeping fucking black dollars in their white pockets and all while they sit back and they go home and they soak in their privileged ass lives and be the least bit moved by black injustice. These motherfuckers really celebrated Kim Kardashian meeting fucking Donald Dickhead about prison reform. Like, come the fuck on, man, that entire family is the billboard for cultural appropriation. And truth be told, they have more black fans than they do white. So, can we really blame them or us? You know what I'm saying? Black culture is for sale, and we're fake selling that shit every chance we get. Yeah,
2: you know, it's it's really like a double-edged sword, because... It's being given away by some of us while they continue to steal from others. So I just want to take a moment to give a major fucking shout-out to Supa, and that's at S-U-P-A underscore C-E-N-T on IG. And y'all see her video, she funny as fuck. But just a couple weeks ago, it wasn't even a couple weeks ago, just like a week and a half ago, she celebrated her one-year anniversary for the crayon case. She got this dope-ass makeup kit for a beginner makeup artist, and it has a theme of, like, an actual crayon box with, like, markers, erasers, rulers, and shit. So I definitely need y'all to go out and cop one of those, all that black magic in a box. But I bring her up, Because on her motherfucking anniversary date, Crayola decided to put out a press release on her fucking anniversary talking about they coming up with Crayola makeup boxes. A prime wow. fucking oh well, yeah, a prime fucking example of how they Gosh. steal our shit and pass it off as their own good idea. Crayola has been around since 1903. And you mean to tell me it took them motherfuckers over a hundred years to want to do makeup? Like fuck out of here and fuck them. So I need all the black people to just go out, support Supas Crayon case, and that is at the Crayon Case on Instagram because <laughs> the sole intention of white thievery is to profit off of us. So fuck Crayola. We need to be more vigilant and respectful of our own shit. So let's support this system.
3: It's so interesting, right? Like, you know, if whites, you know, their culture is so grave, they're like, if, you know, the superior race. Oh, why are yeah. yeah. they so adamant mm-hmm. about, you know, hand, you know, culturally handicapping an entire race? Right. You know, I wish blacks could somehow profit off the shit that whites have taken from us. Girl. You know, because they've taken that shit by force. Mm-hmm. And our culture is what makes us. It's so rich. You know, it's so influential. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. You know, from the music to the food to the way we dress to the way we talk to talk, the way we walk. walk. Yeah. Everything is influential. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, what do they do though? You know, they see how great it is and they strip us of it. And resell it to us, and the reason why She's Negroes crazy. consistently rejoice when their culture is being hijacked is because of that inferiority complex we so heavily put, you know, emphasis on for the last few episodes. Yep. That inferiority complex, the need to be validated by whites, mm-hmm. is what makes them buck dance when a white guy is doing reggae, when a white guy okay. is dancing to Congolese music. Girl. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. Just look at how many weak-ass niggas fight for the right for white people to use the word nigga. We already said they can't use that shit. Right. You know? We already said that, and that's that learned helplessness.
1: Hell no, but we use it, you know what I'm saying? So why can't everybody else? Like, come the fuck on. Man, being black is lit as fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. We should be the ones profiting off of our own fucking lifestyles. You know? Can't nobody be black better than black people. And it ain't no sense in inviting them motherfuckers nowhere teaching them to electric slide, putting dreads in their hair, or even fucking carrying hot sauce in their damn purse and shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And and us being okay with that shit. Man, fuck no.
2: Yeah, that shit got to stop. I be ready to launch my fucking phone when I see that shit online.
3: (laughs) I swear. And they they, they emulate the, the worst stereotypes of black people. Like, what is carrying hot sauce in your purse about? Like, you think that that's what black people just do? You know, so they have this they
2: said it, so they they cling on to that shit. Right. So they have Mm -hmm. this distorted
3: idea of what black people are anyways. They have no idea. They're just going by the you know, the negative um, stereotypes that's you know plastered all over.
2: And they don't give a fuck.
3: No.
0: Hello.
2: Who the fuck you go to the show
3: with
0: last night? I didn't go to the show last night. You ain't got to lie,
3: Craig. You ain't got to lie.
0: Ain't nobody lying. I didn't go to the show last night
3: you did because my sister-in-law's baby cousin Tracy she told me she went to the show last night and she saw you there all hugged up with some giraffe. now tell
0: me who she was your sister-in-law baby cousin Tracy is a goddamn yeah she a, she'll a lie
2: Man, you know, keeping it 100, being real, that shit has become so trendy now, but motherfuckers still be lying their ass off. It is so hard to form authentic bonds with people these days because everybody has an image to keep up. That's why I get so excited when I meet real-ass people. You know, that shit has to be mentally taxing. My memory's so fucking bad. Like, I gave up lying for the thrill a long time ago. (laughs) I only do that shit when it's absolutely necessary. You know, I got tired of getting caught up. But now, it's like when I'm telling the truth, people think I'm cold and heartless. You know, they don't appreciate me. It's like, honesty is a fucking foreign language. But let Mm -hmm. me start lying again, and y'all going to tell me I ain't shit. Like, I'm so confused about people and what they really want at this point. I don't even know.
1: Man, listen, don't fucking lie to me, dog. Like, don't. (laughs) Being (laughs) lied, for real. Like, being lied to is something I just cannot fucking stand. I just don't understand people's point in fucking doing so. Like, on your shit, my nigga, and go. Because nine times out of the ten, the shit you're trying to hide in your pathetic ass life, nobody really gives a fuck about. Hell no. You know People I'm don't
2: saying? even like, give a fuck about the substantial shit. So they definitely ain't about to give a fuck about the little petty shit you be lying about.
1: Man, niggas be lying about dumb shit Like, I got shot when I was 16 Nigga ain't got a fucking bullet wound in sight (laughs) (laughs) For real And then women, you know Seem to always want to be in competition With each other and shit So they lie about the stupidest shit And they do so, so damn poorly Dog, like, it be so bad That they don't even be realizing that they be lying Or forget the shit that they had already told But the good thing about me My eyes do not delete shit from this fucking memory bank Nigga (laughs) I remember on April 17, 2014, at 4.39 <laughs> p.m., my nigga, you said X, Y, Z. <laughs> you Man, for real, but real shit. No, I just really appreciate, you know what I'm saying, authentic people and shit, like, real shit.
2: Yeah, I do, too. And to be real about it, it don't even matter how concrete your relationship is with people nowadays. You can be a fucking mama, best friend, a spouse. It does not matter. You will not get a fair shake with a pathological liar. You know, that's why... I feel like most relationships fail. You know, I dealt with a motherfucker that lies so damn much. He ain't even know when to stop or how. Like, I just be like, my nigga, like, chill. It's okay. You know, let's meditate. Slow down. I know these ain't facts. Like, I know you lying to me. It's cool. I'm cheating too. <laughs> like,
3: cheating ass. Yeah. And I, I, I've, I've had to deal with, like, a guy that you, you know, Kind of the Girl. same thing, like who pretended to have, you know, he he pretended to have money in order to get me to be interested in him. It was always like, you know, I only drive this, I only drive that, you know, and I'm not seeing those cars. Yeah. You know? Where's the like, cars
2: at, nigga? Where the cars at, you know? <laughs> Why we sh- on the bus? <laughs> it's
3: in a shop somewhere, you know, somebody stole it. And it was the most <laughs> awkward situation. It's awkward for me because nothing about me, nothing about my character suggested that I needed to be with a multimillionaire. Right. You know, it's like. It's a full-time job to keep up with these facades, and it's expensive as hell, you know, to keep up with that lie, you know? And one thing we all have in common is that struggle. So, like, there's nothing to gain from grandiose narcissism, you know? Just be you. Broke as hell or not broke as hell. Right. Doesn't matter. You know what
1: I'm saying? For real. Hell yeah, but then when you call, you know, these motherfuckers out and shit, you the crazy one because they lie so good, or at least thought they did, you know, they believe their own fucking lie. And cannot believe that you had the audacity to question them. Like, that shit bugs <laughs> me out. <laughs> for real. But, man, no, speaking of relationships, though, sis, I need y'all, please, like, I beg of you to stop fucking faking these orgasms, man. These Girl. men have been in relationships for so fucking long. And then they come, you know, they get with a seasoned woman like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <You seasoned. laughs> you I'm seasoned. out here seasoned this you shit. You got seasoned salt. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah you know what i'm saying and i bruise egos y'all like i tell the fucking truth i will let a man know if he whack in bed and i don't feel bad about it because i fucking demand my nut you know what i'm saying and, and they be so shocked like they cannot believe that i yeah. told them they was whack because they've been in a marriage for 10 years or whatever and their wife done lied and did all this weird shit you know what i'm saying so You have to fucking stop lying. Sus, an orgasm is one of the best fucking feelings ever. So you need to get one. Like, I really have a dream that one day every woman on this earth will experience an orgasm and do so by being fucking honest about it. Like, that shit is the best, man.
2: Preach, Martin.
1: (laughs) Okay,
3: Maldon. Nigga had a dream. (laughs) Yeah, like, being... I think having an orgasm is very important. It's vital for your health. And yeah. Men seek it. You know what I'm saying? They want that nut. You know? And I know for a fact that men don't settle, generally speaking. Nah. Like, if a man mm-hmm. isn't satisfied in a bedroom, he'll let you know about that shit. And even if he keeps you around because you're a good person, you're a nice woman or whatever, he'll be seeking that spectacular nut elsewhere, you know? And while you're sitting at home sexually oppressed. You know? <laughs> right. Like, your nut is liberating. It cures headaches. So don't deprive yourself of that shit Don't deprive yourself of that it, crippling ass nut For the sake of stroking an egomaniac Go get that, that shit not, <laughs> Let exactly him know that he's not, that not that reaching shit. that spot There's nothing wrong with that you know? Hell
2: no, nah, nothing at all That's why I have a huge issue with people In relationships that lie to their partner It's like listen If your nigga out here cheating The least you can do is equip this man with the skills He needs to be successful
3: at this. Shut <laughs> the fuck up
2: <laughs> <laughs> telling you like there is no fucking reason i should be teaching your man different pussy you're an asshole like <laughs> i don't <laughs> give <really> a fuck <laughs> <laughs> like this you are failing this nigga at every step of the way and you failing yourself like if maybe if you taught this nigga how to eat pussy i wouldn't have to teach him you know <laughs> now he mad at me you know because i tell him stop eating my pussy like he making love to me like eat that shit I'm not in love with you, my nigga. You <laughs> eat your wife like that, and you eat me like a motherfucking savage. Like, I'm disappointed.
3: You're such an asshole. Like how you tell I am an <laughs> asshole. How you tell another woman to teach a man how to eat your pussy? <laughs> I'm
2: just, no, it ain't even about how to eat my pussy. It's like, teach this nigga some different techniques. Like, if you've been together for 50 goddamn years, why is he still doing the same thing over and over? Like, bitch, you cannot be happy. I'm not happy, and I'm three days in with this nigga. <laughs> you can't be happy after 50 years, and this nigga just sipping on your shit.
1: No. Hell no. you could, She know she ain't happy either, and his ass know it too. You know what I'm saying? Because when a woman happy, I'm telling you, that motherfucker go to Great lengths for your ass. She fucking making you breakfast, dinner, well, yeah, lunch, folding giving you your three clothes, snacks and shit. <laughs>
2: y'all brushing your hair. Like, let me get that wave, nigga. <laughs> Get that shit straight.
3: Can mop the carpet, you know, vacuum the beer full. All <laughs>
1: kinds yeah. of confusing shit. Like. <laughs> That'd be them niggas with them goodness. He could be say be could you Walk into the gas station yesterday?
2: to put oh nigga God. have you walk into the gas station with a gas can just to put the gas in this car. <laughs> <laughs> and just just And the car nigga just drove. Like I could I'm <laughs> just leave the car at home, babe. I'm gonna get this hardio in. And when <laughs> I come back.
1: <laughs> nah, hell man. no, but I'm telling you, a fucking good nut cure attitude, nigga. I'm telling you And it also too Like you know Black women It's like so vital for us Because we have to go Into these fucking White spaces At work and shit You know what I'm saying yeah, And the nut we'll cures that out. Like we go We can go to work And be happy
2: <laughs> It does though It really does Like lower your stress levels It's really important You know You start to see The world clear That's why a lot of times I think Like after niggas nut They start leaving Bitches alone Cause they nut And they be like Damn this bitch ugly <laughs> <laughs>
3: I ain't seen none of this okay. shit. You I ain't seen none of this shit an
2: hour ago. Like, damn, this bitch fat as fuck. Like, I ain't never coming back.
3: <laughs> Sometimes they feel so good about the nuts that they'll give you $150 to get your hair done. Yeah. You know, so they know how For serious real. it is to nuts. gonna so. be like, how much is y'all red again? <laughs> yeah. $3,000.
2: Yeah,
1: I swear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's Biden was fuck, but uh, the lion shit, though. Like, you have to be honest with everyone no matter what type of relationship you got it could be a platonic relationship y'all could just be cool best friends it could be like a familiar relationship with your parents your sisters your brothers or like a intimate relationship with your husband or just somebody you fucking like just be honest with people I know it's kind of like a new thing you know because women we have kind of been taught to kind of lie or you know we lie about our body count because we we worry about being judged and shit like that just be fucking honest or just Tell the nigga it ain't none of his goddamn business.
3: Which it really isn't. It really isn't.
1: It's not. Yeah, because the more shit that you, you know, tell the truth about, it gives motherfuckers the less to have something to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell you, I've already told everything I need to tell, so you don't have any fucking thing to say about me. Like it does not bother me. You know what I'm saying? So you own every fucking thing about you. And you can't do that when you lying. You have to think of another fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, to cover up that bullshit to keep going back and back and back. And then now you got motherfuckers. Hell yeah, you got motherfuckers (laughs) looking at you all crazy and shit, like, all right, now I gotta look at this bitch weird cause she done lied about stupid (laughs) shit. You know
3: (laughs) For real, that shit just make no sense to me, man. Yeah, y'all gotta
2: stop lying.
3: Yeah, nobody tells each other everything about you know, about themselves. And it's not necessary. So Nope. You know.
2: Right. Yeah, but y'all motherfuckers gotta stop lying, but oh some real mm-hmm. shit me and christy because tiff ass did not fucking want to deal with us this weekend her lying ass <laughs> talking about she can't make it whatever <laughs> we just had the best fucking time at summit 21 so shout out to blavity for mm-hmm. that in atlanta that shit was dope as fuck it was lit.
3: definitely a good ass business venture with lots of beautiful black women black men specifically. yes
2: some snacks <laughs> and some meals down there. Did but you know Atlanta me, kinda uh, sketchy, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't be trying to holler nobody down there.
3: Yep.
1: No. <laughs> but no, I did try you go to um a dick and pain and sip too. How was that? Oh, for it my was birthday. There's a lot of big dick Yes, theory. happy belated birthday, Candy. I'm twerking. <laughs>
2: yeah we painted dicks on my for my birthday like how befitting is that like we went was that, to paint was that
1: was they a big penis. was they big
2: that was Dick? all right
1: <laughs> it was all
3: right
2: um i made a masterpiece
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying but
1: that's just what you hanging it over top of your bed or not nah? hell no. Nah. <laughs> We gotta get the hell up out of here though. Um, you know, thank you guys again for every fucking week. Like we have one more episode, just one more for this season. Yes. Episode six, you know, that's our last one for season one. So make sure y'all catch that while we on our way to Africa and Europe and touring the fucking world and you know, doing what we do. Good head hosts. Not really hosts, but nah, we host. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was like the most insulting uplifting motherfucker I know like are we are we or not so we can at least have our identity together like what the fuck
1: yeah but we We ain't gonna be out here lying to people and shit we hoes don't we not
2: (laughs) I can't stand this bitch that's why we can't never let her end the show you'll never end on a positive note speak some life into these people god damn why we gotta go do some extra shit
1: always. Uh, That's just me. I'm just so fucking extra. But well, my extra ass, make sure y'all fucking follow us on all social media sites if you're not already. We on Facebook, Instagram. Please go fucking talk to us on Twitter because we just need to get our followers up and we need to have some interaction with y'all. So go yeah, follow Twitter's us on Twitter at Goodhead Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh real. man, Come talk to us there. Speaking of Twitter, uh, we got a shout out, oh girl, Erica Watson.
2: Oh my uh, God. Uh, Thank I, you yeah. so
3: much. She's the writer of the movies *Precious*, Chirac, top five, and a film called *Rubato*, which we talked about in episode two. She's so yes. dope. She, um, yeah, she retreated us on Twitter, so we were hype about that. So thank you so much, Erica Watson. Yes, yeah, check
1: our shows definitely. out <laughs> for real. And uh, you know, we on Instagram, fucking black people meet i mean y'all can find us there too <laughs> like, <laughs> i
2: swear
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we are not on black people meet we don't want to meet
2: y'all asses we on instagram we want you to tweet us
3: yeah Facebook we want you to like You know, take Our the time to take the time to retweet anything that we post man if you following us please do that for us thank you
2: Oh, yeah. And yes. then lastly, and then also, our GoFundMe, go mm-hmm. our GoFundMe, we that. hit that goal and we surpassed it. We're going to leave mm-hmm. it up for a couple more days so y'all can get some last minute donations in.
3: Please do. Dante.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this nigga calling us us call our out. niggas out. <laughs> <laughs> it's got real. you about to call our niggas <laughs> government names.
1: <laughs> for real. Yes, but I got to go, man. I got to get the fucking shopping for this trip, nigga. This shit coming up too quick. And I ain't packed the I ain't shopped for nothing. I ain't this shit. I just been working out trying to get this body right. Yeah, you been (laughs) doing amazing. But,
2: oh, and to our our listeners, we got something special for y'all when we overseas. We ain't going to announce it yet, but we going to have a special Mm -hmm. segment when we overseas. So y'all definitely got to... Tune in to the next episode after this, and then we'll give y'all a little hint. We're gonna
3: pole dance live, guys. That's what we're doing.
2: Well, <laughs> Chrissy's gonna pole dance <laughs> live since she opened her motherfucking mouth. I can barely get up the pole. And shit over there, right? I ain't, I ain't climbing up no pole. That ain't my job. You used to I'm do, do it. Used to you be. used to do Look, it, nigga. You used to be. <laughs> I'm retired, my nigga. <laughs> Let me go. You were a- fine. I'm gonna go. We we gonna climb up the pole then. Shit.
1: <laughs> All show right, these uh, new skills. You ain't eighteen no moho <laughs> No, I'm not eighteen. You no out here mo.
2: seasoned, but I'm pretty. You know what? But I'm 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 young at heart. You know, I've been 23 I'm for so long. It don't even fucking matter. You yeah, know, you man. just turned 23 on Monday, right? Again, for like fifteen Again, year, like the I keep turning year. 23. <laughs> I keep telling these niggas like I got a lot of life left up in me. So. We out.